Hello, everybody. This is Rich Romersa from East Rosebud Studios in Billings, Montana. Thank you for joining our um, East Rosebud Studios podcast. Uh, we are coming to you not live as usual. Um, I want to welcome and just really thank my co-host, Brandon Booty, for continuing to participate in this uh, shit show. I want to thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate this opportunity. Um, I like what we have going on. I, you know, I really do too. You know, I mean, we finally got an update with, we had some travel and we've been busy as shit because we got a huge saltwater fly tying event this Saturday. We've got uh, Mr. Gerbeck from uh, Yellow Dog, Alec Gerbeck, who is the biggest fucking saltwater pro I've personally met. That's awesome. Oh, fuck. This dude, I mean, you know, I'm a saltwater angler. I'm avid. We host trips out of the shop, but... The two saltwater fly tying guests, three three saltwater fly tying guests we have this Saturday, um, Alec Gerbeck, Doug McKnight out of Livingston, and then an in-house tire friend, uh, superb angler and saltwater tire John Arkins will be here this Saturday tying up some bugs. Um, Alec has, he just got back from more guiding on the Seychelles. So he's been busy. Busy? You know, you know where the Seychelles are? I don't. No, Fuck, no. man. It's over by Somali and shit. Oh, shoot. Black Hawk down, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. It's the, it's the quintessential saltwater trip in our sport is the Seychelles. And Mr. Gerbeck has a ton of experience both guiding, fishing, and tying bugs for that region. I mean, that's like, that's like saying, you know, I've been fucking Pam Anderson for two years. Yeah. And, you know, that's the... He'll be tying some some inside uh, guide bugs. You know what I mean? Very, very, very inside. Uh, by the time our audience hears this, all seventeen of you. And and by the way, we've we've bumped to seventeen. We're bumping up. Yeah. Well, we peaked at twenty one, and then we lost four because of terrible boredom. No, uh, it happens. It does. Yeah. That's what the rating said. So so we appreciate the people that are listening. Um, the fly tying event will be over by the time this gets broadcasted out there. But I'm very excited to have these three pros tying in the shop this Saturday. So um, so today we're going to do something a little bit different, right? Yeah, I'm excited. Well, you're excited. I am. Yeah. Wow. Well, what, tell me what we're going to do. Because you, you've only casually mentioned yeah, it to me. Yeah, well... Uh, I've known Rich for for quite some time. He's so busy that personally, and I think a lot of the audience feels the same way too. I've never had the opportunity to ask Rich about the origins of the fly shop, who he is as an angler, yeah. and uh, I've always wanted to pick his brain about everything. So, oh, that's so you're gonna I'm, you're gonna pick my brain? Yeah, on some things. Yeah, definitely get to know you better and uh, pick okay. your brain. Okay. All right. So so I'm ready. You ready? I'm fucking ready. All right. Let's, so we're yeah. we're uh, you know I'm actually gonna say a story about. The impact you've had on me since I first wow. started fly fishing. Okay, I remember. You know, this I is met, sincere. This is sincere. You're not fucking. This with is me. sincere. I'm not messing with you. Okay. So you know, I started fly fishing. Had no clue what I was doing. This is when you're uh, on 24th and Grand there. Yep. And I walked in. You helped me. You know, get my first setup. Told me what bugs to fish. You know, and uh, I started catching fish. And from a personal standpoint, this is the first fly shop I've ever been in. Gotcha. Right. I'm from from here in Billings. First fly shop I ever been in. And then, you know, uh, I started angling more, started going to more fly shops as I travel a little bit. And then I, then I finally noticed, wow, like that one in Billing, that fly shop is so different. Okay, right? good. It was the first fly shop I've been in, so I didn't good. know. And, you know, 
People listening to this probably know that the flash shop's different. Well, it's very different. Yeah, There's nobody behind the counter that's sober. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, most most flash shops you walk in and they're they're quiet, reserved. You know, huh. different atmosphere, um, kind of like a library. You gotcha. know what I mean? And yours, you know, you walk in, you're playing rock and roll. It's a you know huge yes. fly tying selection. It's yes. just different. But the main difference of the fly shop is the character and the style that you bring. Well, thank well, thank and, you. Uh, I yeah. mean, that means a lot. I think it's fantastic and it's great. And well, thanks. I think that's why people are, are mostly drawn to East Rosebud is, uh, is you, yourself. Well, thank you. I mean, it's, you know, you hear about some of those other shops and people not being greeted or people not feeling welcome or whatever. And I, you know, the, you know, I'm a retailer, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, I got shit on pegs with price tags on them and I got a cash register at my counter. So, you know, these, these these standoffish type attitudes in retail settings, especially in fly shops, I mean, I, I just don't get that. I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't get it from a standpoint, you don't want to talk to everybody, but, you it's know, a business I mean, the day. well, fuck, man, my, my shop is a Claire's Boutique for men. There you go, that's a, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> And, you know, fly shops have heavy impact. They have heavy influence with people. I see it. I, I see it. We really do. But at the end of the day, you have to be good to people. You have to get to know people. And that starts with, hi, how are you? Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm i not really sure, again, why there's a strategy other than what we've done here, which is just bread and butter service. Yeah. yeah. That's be, it. At the end of the day, the, be, the, the best dollar is the, the returning dollar. Yeah. Right? I've, so. I, I say it all the time. You know, I want the long dollar. You know, and I just really do. We want people to get what they need. We want to support people because other than a couple of personal things I got going on, obviously relationship, I, there's just nothing that impacts me like fly fishing. So I know how heavy it is with people. Yeah. I get it. And we want people to feel comfortable so they engage in the sport. And you know it's a hard sport. It takes practicing and honing your game. Yeah, it takes a lot of failure before you can succeed. Well, and fucking yeah. allocating time, going out there every week, getting good. Most people don't do that. <clears throat> and you can't lose it if you if you stop for a while. I feel like you know at least some of it. Yeah, I mean you got to definitely keep trying to get better. So thank you for that. That that's our that's our customer service model is is inviting. That's that's. That's how we make money. That's how we make friends. That's how we develop relationships with people. Well, I think you do a great job at it. And well, thank you, because I'm sure we're, we're, we're diminishing some of that with this fucking terrible podcast. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. A Lose a few, gain a lot, hopefully. Okay, yeah. I like that. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. So, uh, first question I ask you is just how did you get started into, into fishing in general? Or Yeah, I, so I did not fish as a kid at all. Not at all. Definitely had, you know, some fly fishing influence in my family because I'm from Red Lodge ultimately, but just didn't fish as a kid. And, you know, I kind of got into my late 20s and I just wasn't doing anything. My kids were getting older, wasn't bored. I just wanted to start doing something recreationally and I'm not the, the basketball at the Y guy. So I decided I wanted to start fishing. So like a lot of us, I literally just started fishing with bait. Just as dumb as that sounds, sounds really fucking dumb now, but back in the day, I just didn't really know what else to do. And then a friend of mine started getting me into some lure fishing. 
So I kind of did that for a couple of years. And I remember going to a local fishery here with him on the first day. And he's like, cast that fucker right up under there. And holy fuck, that brown trout came right out for it. And I saw that shit. And that was it. I was a lure guy. And then after a couple of years, I go to the Bighorn for the first time. And this is 25 plus years ago. So this is like the mid 90s. And the Bighorn back then was busy, but it wasn't the shit show it can be now during April through October. You know, it, it, it wasn't quite like that. So I go down to the horn with my buddy, got, got, got my red and white MEPS lure, and, you know, hear about all these big fucking fish. And I'm on an area called the Breakfast Hole that's very common right down from the after bay. And it was the first time in my life I saw these fucking big rainbows eating mayflies. I mean, I couldn't fucking believe it. I'm standing right here, and here's these beautiful, like kind of almost deep red, purple banded rainbows just rolling, eating these bugs right in front of me. I mean, it was, a, it was a big pot of fish. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, really. And I'm casting my maps out there. And every once in a while, like I, you know, there's a bunch of them up. So, you don't, you know, nick one or foul hook one, that kind of thing. But I'm sitting there, motherfucker, you're kidding me. They're not eating this shit. I mean, I've caught hundreds of trout on this lure. And here's all these beautiful fish. And they won't touch this fucking thing. And then I see this dude just walk up casual. He starts fishing the flow into this big pool. Cast, mend, tick, tick, bam. Brown trout. Let's it go. Cast, mend, tick, 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 boom. Brown trout. Let's it go. And I saw this fucker catch about 10 of these in a half hour. <laughs> Dead serious. And I, I look at my buddy and I hand him this, 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 this real spin setup. A good one. I'm like, you can have this. I'll never fish this again. Because the thing about fly fishing is fly fishing coming into it to some people is straight up intimidating. I can't do this. There's too much to learn. I can't believe they eat those little things. Just there's a million reasons why. I see it in people when they come in. But that's part of the service model. You have to give people the confidence that they can do it. And me watching that dude that morning on the breakfast hole, I did not need any more confidence that I could do this because what this fucker was doing, I can do easy. And that's really what started me fly fishing. And I never cast anything but a fly in the last 25 years. That's awesome. That, that's, that, awesome. that's it. That's, that's how it started. Awesome. Simple as that. And how old were you at this time? Shit. Um, that was 95 or 96, so late 20s. Damn, I'm, a, that's, that's I'm a beautifully seasoned man in his late late fifties. Well, that's that's a, that's a pretty good story right there. That's a fucking truth. I mean, again, I had like a little bit of a fly fishing history between my grandfather and my dad, but it was just this. You know, lures are easier. I don't want to get into this fly fishing thing that is snobby and difficult, and I don't understand. And I want to catch fish now, and and you know that whole thing. But watching that dude, that that was over. Yeah, 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 I can understand that. That's and it. Then, and then from there, it was just from there, it was full just force, it full was fly fishing, manic. Yeah, I mean the challenge and the sport element to fly fishing was what hooked me. I mean, you want to catch trout, you want to do all this, but at the end of the day, something about casting that weighted line, you know, yeah. just that that yeah. that. There's a beauty to it. There is, and there's a feel to it, and there's a sport to it, and.
I think that's why a lot of lure guys, gals, ultimately end up going to fly fishing is because once you get competent at a good spin rod cast, I mean, what can she do? That's true. That's true. What can she do from damn near any place you're standing? That's yeah, another thing. That yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like when people are like, do I need waders and boots? You do because you have to be in the stream bed. Yeah. Because you're not going to be able to get everywhere based on a bunch of factors. But that's what got me in the sport. And I'm just, I became avid like a lot of people that walk through our door every day. They just, recreationally, they live for that shit. Yeah, you've probably seen a lot of people who, uh, you know, like me, you know, you probably don't remember me when I first came in. I, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, what I do is I... Personally, I I love to see the development with okay, people. I do, asking, okay. I do. I mean, and yeah, there's there's some money in it for me. There is, but right. at the end of the day, long dollar. You want people yeah. to come into the sport and benefit from it, and if you're good to them, you're their shop. Yeah, and seeing the joy of them progress, you Big know, time. the joy they have when Fuck they yes. catch something. Yeah, that's you bet. awesome. So then, how long how long uh, were you fly fishing? before you decided hey let me open up a retail location and how, how, how what was that process you know i probably i probably fished a decade to 12 years avid bought the raft bought the drift boat went through the whole thing and historically i've worked in the retail sector in just a couple of different genres and you know i looked at my competition here locally and i'm like I could beat those fuckers with half my brain tied behind my head. And that was really it. And the pushback I got to doing this would blow you away. There was a lot of pushback. Oh, my it, God. The fucking, I mean, I, there's... Where a, was it coming from? Was it Vendors. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, of course, I knew who to carry. Yeah. Right? I buy good shit. And I'll give you an example. I call the, at the time, Sims representative, who's a good dude. He's an intense cat, but he's a good dude. He's not with him anymore. And I said, hey, I'm blah, 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 and I'm going to open blah, blah, blah. And the motherfucker said, I've got two good Sims dealers in town. Why the fuck would I open with you? And it, that, that, was, that, was, that was the start of me understanding the club I was trying to get into. Yeah. So that that was I I called the Sage Territory rep who's not with who doesn't rep anymore for them but he's a good dude worked with him for years same thing um, I want to carry Sage rods I'm a naive little bitch the dude replied to me when you fax me your signed lease I'll talk to you yeah that's yeah that's tough so yeah you know all, all these hoops to, to jump in gain gain the vendors trust you're not going to get anybody unless you're in a marketplace that doesn't have anything if there's a good vendor if there's good dealers there for some of these top tier brands you ain't getting them right away yeah because they, they can make they can make those other shops mad too right that, they're, they're that, the competition and that happens them, yeah. that happens but but my point is is that it ended up being one of those types of things where it was like it was not an inviting industry it was not it, it was not warm and fuzzy it was not oh you've got money of course we'll open with you yeah. none of that it was the opposite of that so it'd be very easy for somebody to say fuck it because i did not get to open with sims i did not get to open with sage i did not get to open with uh key vendors and you know there's a couple of guys in the marketplace who are established um 
you know, one of these motherfuckers was just a just a dickhead. You know, I mean, I again, I understand him protecting his territory and everything, but it was a tough intro into the business, primarily with vendors, primarily with getting the goods you would need to pull this shit off. Because let's be real, in my opinion, in my territory, if you don't offer Sims waders and boots, you ain't even fucking in it. You can, you can think you're in it. And you might make it, but they're a dial mover. That's how that shit works. So okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So that that was the most difficult part about getting into the biz. Oh, well, that's yeah. She, I wasn't expecting that. makes sense, but I wasn't expecting. Sure. I mean, I, I persevered. I opened with a bunch of B and C grade, uh, you know, brands. Maybe some I still have. Maybe some aren't even in biz anymore. But that is, I, I had a friend of mine who wipes with C-notes. I mean, this dude like wipes with C-notes. Don't think I'm kidding. <laughs> That's right. Pay all our bills, motherfucker, and never even know it, right? And I said to him, I said, hey, I'm going to open this up. And, you know, you want to you partner? You want to you help fund me a little bit? Blah, blah, blah. We're tight. And this dude knows me, and he knows how good I can be. And he looked right at me, and he says, you really think you can compete with those guys? So it was, you know, getting into the biz was dick in the dirt. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get your dick in the dirt. If you're a gazillionaire or something, maybe it's different. But if you're, you know, scraping and scratching and clawing, yeah. you're not going to be invited into the specialty <coughs> flying tackle business. Dang, yeah, shoot, competitive business. Not, I guess, uh, what do they say, nothing good comes easy. Yeah, so, I mean, know. it's you know, now I look back on it, it was all proper for the most part. It, yeah. it really was because, you know, people, people they fantasize, oh, I've got a fly shop, and oh, you got it made, and oh, I'm like, fuck, you don't have shit. <laughs> the fuck? You're going to work your balls off 24-7 if you're good. You're retailing. Claire's Boutique for Men. And if you've been an East Rosebud, you look at this place and all the shit in here. Somebody has to fucking order that, check that in, price it, put it on a peg, merchandise it, keep it in order. Oh, fuck. Backstock. And, you know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of shit in here. Hardcore. <laughs> so um, I don't, you know, um, you know. I don't encourage anybody to get into retail these days. It's a it's a knife fight in the trenches, but it's been good for me. I'm a good knife fighter. Nice. Well, you, I think you're doing a great job. Well, should thank we, you. I'm still here. Should we take a break? And uh... Yeah, let's take a break. We'll come back with part two, uh, Booty Interview on the Boss. <laughs> 